So, welcome to Bonehead. Today's topic, gentlemen, is... 90s cartoons. So, for you all listening or watching, we post things on the Facebooks and the Tweeters and whatnot. And we don't get a lot of response. And also, two of you dropped us on YouTube, and I really want to reach out to you and say... We're going to find you. What gives? So that means the rest of you that have kept us needs to find five more to replace those two. Because we're bad at math. And we know we're going to keep losing people. It never fails. If we, for example, remember when we posted 80s cartoons? It's like, what's your favorites? All the way down. List after list after list. As a a whim, I thought, I know we're going to do this show. I know it's coming this week. But let's post and see what people say. It's not going to change what you two pick. Yep. No, it's not. Even though, even though... You, Some, you know, I will say what people posted. About 80% they're, on this list. They're going to be pleased, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoom. Yeah. There, they just kept going. Yeah. So, here's my suggestion to the two of you. I've already told Chad, James, I want you to know it as well. Drop me. Get rid of me. Okay. I'm done. I'm burnt out. This is over. Okay. Start your own cartoon podcast and be done with it. This is your way to success. Either podcast about cartoons Serial killer, true crime. This is the only way for you two to get out. <laughs> There's no future for me. There's no future. I mean, and just to say this out loud, the only way we monetize, for those that don't know, the only way we monetize on YouTube is to have a thousand subscribers. Yeah. We've got the time views. We more than have the time views, uh, the rest of the stuff. It's just really subscribers. Subscribers. Yeah. If we don't have subscribers, we never monetize. Getting over 100 got us a certain credential, but we do not monetize. In other words, we don't get any of that sweet, sweet ad revenue. And that we're YouTube talking does. 30 cents. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very I, little money. Yeah. And so Didn't far, mean to get off a topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just so really far, no, quick. No, no, no. We need a hero to save us. See, it all ties in. Yeah. And, and by the way, SoundCloud is our number one thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're going to be on Google Play, just to let yeah, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, 90s. You two need to do a cartoon podcast. Well, and you know, we've been promising 90s cartoons for a while. And it's been a slow build, and I say you burn me out. Yeah, <laughs> I say you know just go ahead, bullet in the brain pen, squish. <laughs> That's a fire, a serenity reference for those. If they don't get it, they should stop listening or watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, what are you doing? No, we can't do that. It's what? okay. I'm going down in flames. <laughs> you guys can watch your two. Dim- Hold on. Look. Why don't you gentlemen come back to the three dimensional world? Who am I? Not. Yeah, not who you are. <laughs> Uh, Satan himself. I'm funny. Hey, you want to get sued by Satan? <laughs> I'm not that mean, <laughs> says Satan. So, 90s cartoons. Libel. So, uh, should we just talk about this? That I. Uh, uh, it's a popular I, I, topic. Yeah, and I, I talked to Joe, and this was before the Facebook post. Out of my head on, alone, I have pulled over 70 cartoons. It's a lot. Out of my head. No research, no nothing. I just compiled a list. And, and with the exception of one, which I, I will say this, I knew what the cartoon was. I had to look it up to find the title. So I don't know if that's necessarily cheating. It's no, not cheating. Yeah, I just I, I couldn't remember the I name mean, of it. I mean, you know, you were out of the area code. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think it just slipped in. It just slipped. Yeah. He tripped. He failed. He tripped. Landed he fell. There, there, um, there he was, and you landed on him. Uh, but Do you think... Dare not speak its name. I, I really... I was saying about this... It's the 90s, because as I was saying about cartoons, and we, we had a little conversation earlier, that, you know, when we did the 80s, we were able to do male and female. 
yeah. cartoons because it was all marketing. Yeah. Is and, 90s the second age or the real age of cartoons just being cartoons? Well, yeah, and Chad and I were talking about this before you got here. There was no way of splitting it up that way. Yeah, and let me so let me start with this. In the 90s, animation reached a high that had never been seen prior, in my opinion. Uh, before the decades, most, uh, most animation was poorly produced and was used as a cheap tie into toy lines and various other products. Uh, most of the stories were repetitive, poorly conceived, and very immature, to say the least. You mean that to- Weather Dominator wouldn't have ended up in three <laughs> Listen, different parts I of the world? I love G.I. Joe, Yeah, but Slack Jaw McGraw is what I was going to say. <laughs> that makes no sense. No. Was, that one, the, was Slack- that one of the Joes? No. Yeah. I want to do it. I want to do it. We need a country bumpkin that can infiltrate Cobra's new farming enterprise. <laughs> oh, you sons of bitches. I'm Slack Jaw McGraw. I could do the voice. Oh, my no. God. <laughs> we get sold. I just got to do it like this. <laughs> I'm Slack Jaw McGraw. Uh, Where's my dip? <laughs> Now what? Hosted by school. It's like what the Flintstones did. G.I. School. Flintstones. 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 The Flintstones did Winston. Winston was a, yeah. Fred and Barney were smoking. Now what did we see in the 90s? The 90s saw an animation as a way to tell a compelling story. Uh, which could also be told with Ninja over, Turtles. Which could also be told over. That's actually the eighties. I know. Which could be told over several episodes. Uh, creators did not write down to the audience and made the product they were putting out on air more important than the merchandise tied to their creations. <gasps> that's a dumbass idea. Yeah, and this um, the the nineties uh, animation high was in large part to three things: the Saturday morning cartoon boom, Nickelodeon, and the Cartoon Network. Can I talk about the Saturday morning cartoon uh, as soon as you're done? Yeah, sure. Uh, create uh, now creating a list. As with James, uh, list for me was uh, as we as we do in all of our episodes prior to this, and this is that we're doing a different way of presenting this this time. P- creating just a list of three was too difficult for me to uh, because I have a strong connection with animation in this era since my teenage years were very crappy. Uh, this was a way what? for me. <laughs> you were knee deep in it, buddy. Oh yeah, right. Knee deep. That uh, and discretion, discretion, discretion. discretion. Yeah, personal note, <laughs> personal note for me: Saturday mornings was really special to me because usually it was my brothers who got to pick the movie rentals for the weekend, and uh, I was always knowing that I was going to get a Billy Bank, Billy Blanks, or Don the Dragon Wilson. So you American had the best childhood ever crap yes. fest that night. So Saturday mornings was my escape into. Uh, into an alternate dimension, whatever you want to call it, alternate reality. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. You went into the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Uh, FYI, uh, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers, and Ducktales were all mentioned, but we can't. We're not going to really talk about those because they were brought. They were produced in 1987 and 1988, respectively. Another sad note is that I did not do research on Beetlejuice the animated series because it was released in 1989. Yeah, that's not 90. That's not 90s. Um, however, this is a personal favorite of mine, and I at least wanted to get the the, the chance to mention it in this episode. Um, also, I'm not going to mention the New Kids on the Block animated series because I have principles. <laughs> so, and you'll let them go as soon as their schools pay the penalty. Are, yeah. you, are you done with your intro? Well, well hold on. Let me. Oh, uh, for this part, what were you saying? James? I know, I'm James <laughs> Thomas in this up. Uh, let me be Craig. And what we're gonna, what we're gonna do? I can't help but notice you've got a steak of egg. All, all I can say, I gentlemen, be Craig. All I can say, gentlemen, is I'm gonna it's get like really wordy in this. I am getting really wordy in this episode. No shit. Um, and for the most part, and this is this is how we're gonna do this. We're gonna split this up into four categories of cartoons. Two episodes. Two episodes. This is episode one. one. Other episodes to follow. Be yeah. better than the other episode one. Yes. 
You talking about Star Wars? Yes. Okay. There was only one episode one. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. You say um, episode one, what do people think? Star Wars. Star you're right. Wars. You're right. They think Jar Jar and that Gungans should burn in hell forever and in eternity. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna discuss this through four categories. However, um, there is an exception. I could not figure out a category for Pirates of Dark Water and Peter Pan and the Pirates. So, but I wanted to mention them because they are excellent cartoons. Pirates of Dark Water was, I mean, it 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 was an adventure cartoon. Yeah. But it had some really dark... Because I just remembered, you didn't want to fall into dark water. No, you did not want to fall into dark water. You don't want to even shove your worst enemy, unless it's Craig Dennis, into dark water. Now, before you... T- I will say, uh, before... There was one just like... <laughs> Sorry, Craig. Ahead. It just took me a minute. I love it when you start reading too. Um, some of the cartoons can go into several of these categories, but we placed them into categories that we thought they fit best. So go okay. ahead, Joe. Before All we get right. to our first category. Because I don't have a lot to add to this episode. <laughs> Everyone out there in TV land is now screaming. I want to talk about how the 90s killed Saturday morning cartoons. Just like video. Yeah, they did. The they did. Star. I mean, they, it killed it. Now, it, it, the 90s itself did not kill it. But what you you nailed one of the reasons why it died. Nickelodeon. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Afternoons. So do you know why Saturday morning cartoons were to begin with? I blame Saved by the Bell. No, tell me. Okay. CW was the last batch. But the 90s were the death of the Saturday morning cartoons. NBC ditched them in 92. CBS Mm -hmm. was shortly after. In fact, ABC was the one that hung on until the 2004. And I didn't realize that it went that long. But then I went back over to see all the ABC cartoons. And they were the most robust out of those three. It was. I knew it was always ABC and Fox. The CW kept on until October, uh, the weekend of October of uh, 2014, right around the 4th. And they had... um, because they were the kids WB, yeah, and then it became CW. Cable streaming and the FCC killed those. Now, cable that is really the reason, big reason. Um, the FCC game began more restricting its rule requiring broadcast networks to provide a minimum of three hours of educational programming. Well, what happens when you have three? You have to do three hours, and there's only three networks, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to give away prime real estate. You're not right. giving away nine o'clock during the Jackie Gleason show. You're going to give away three mornings on Saturday, three hours on the Saturday. What, Jackie Gleason? Yeah, you did Jackie Gleason for the 2000s. No, this would have been. Well, sorry, the 1990s. 50s and the 60s. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, in the start of Saturday morning cartoons, you're not going to give away Milton Berle's time. You're going to give away the dead three uh, three hours on Saturday morning. Yeah, when you used to air. And educational had a wide definition. Yeah. Right? Right. The more you know. Wide definition. You could do that, and you could have a nice little thing at the end. The more you know, and knowing's half the battle, right? In this episode, and those we, learned that, morning we learned that Cringer should have stuck his tongue into that electrical outlet. <laughs> I thought he was going to say something else. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Cringer and I both stuck our tongues in way too many places. Yeah, well, at least he didn't stick it into Slack Joe McGraw. <laughs> Slack Joe knew what this was about. <laughs> Networks afraid of messing with the primetime slots found the easiest to cram the required programming into those three hours. All right. With hundreds of cable and satellite channels to choose from, they didn't have to abide by the FCC guidelines anymore. Kids these days can get their animation fixed any day of the week. And what did you have when you came home in the afternoon? Yeah, the afternoon cartoons. cartoons. You started in the 80s, right? Yeah. And there was a few. You'd had G.I. Joe, Transformers. Some of those were syndicated cartoons. Mm-hmm. Now you had cable, you had satellite, in a few years you'd have streaming. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody. And you didn't have to get up at Saturday morning 
to be up at what time? 7.30, 8 o'clock, if you yeah. wanted to watch something really 6 cool. 6 a.m., really. Really. If you wanted to watch something really cool, or if let's say it was right around the 1st of September, and you wanted to watch all the new cartoons that were coming on, you were up that morning. Exactly. You don't do that now with streaming. You no. don't do that anymore with anything. Right. The 90s started to kill it. Cable killed it. Yeah. It's very sad. It is very sad, because the, the Saturday morning cartoons was what I looked forward to. I Even if they were still going on today... As a as a late thirties man, I would li- actually wake up Saturday mornings and see these. And cartoons. because I don't have a ton to say on a lot of these, just going to make a few comments because I'm not as a fa- big a fan as you all are. Right. right about that time, I discovered what was it called? Oh, I'll edit it and just say the f- other sex, and started being interested in other things. Didn't really watch it. Some of these I did watch and yeah. I, I, I did love, but I was moving away from it. Right? <clears throat> I don't have the connection to it that you two do. Would have been more successful right. if you just would have stuck with cartoons. <laughs> I probably well, I've been just as successful. Yeah, let's yeah. be honest with it, right? But so when we brought up doing nineties cartoons, I was never in a huge hurry. Other than I thought, well, it's going to be good ratings for us because eighties cartoons was so much. And for that, back to member berries, I enjoyed going through memory lane. Yeah. What I realized, in my opinion, as I started researching and going through nineties cartoons, was the nineties may have been one of the best times, if not the best time in history, for cartoons. Yes. Some of the best cartoons, well made. Great stories were made during the nineties, yeah. and I didn't realize it till three days ago. Really, didn't occur no, to me. Yeah, no, nineties. Because I was thinking of all the crap, and in my mind, it was like, ah, because I wanted to do other things. I was young, I was angry, I wanted yeah. to chase girls, drink, do drugs, things like that. Hmm. You didn't want to do those things. Chase girls, yeah, none of the other stuff. No, not really. Really, really, I'm dead. Really? I'm dead serious. Ever. Because yeah. I have, I, I, I happen to have some first-hand experience with a couple of these with you. No, not not when I was a teenager, no. Oh, okay. No, no. When I meet you, you're 19? Yeah. Okay. Um, So, before we before we get into the four categories, there is one outlier to note that I'm going to bring up. In 1990, early 1990s, a very special one-time cartoon came out. This cartoon was financed by McDonald's, Ronald McDonald's Children's Charities, and Chuck E. Cheese. Mac and me. Nope. This special was aired simultaneously on all four networks and opened with an introduction from President George H.W. Bush and Barbara Bush. There was even a, music, a musical number written by the famous Alan Minkin and Howard Ashman. They went on to write some cartoons, uh, music for Aladdin, Little Mermaid. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, was that, that was, was that? That's a tale Ashman's that's old as time. Yeah. Yes. Ashman's last movie. This special was Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Is this the drug one? This is the drug one. Yeah, I had it recorded. Uh, it fe- yeah, so did I. And, it, and you can still find it on YouTube. It featured many of the big-name cartoon characters who had shows on at the time. Muppet Babies, Garfield, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Smurfs, Looney Tunes, DuckTales, Alf, Winnie the Pooh, to name a few. Um, the, bo- the plot involved a boy named Michael, a boy who was using marijuana and stealing his father's beer. We didn't talk to them about this during the 80s one. We didn't. Are you sure? We briefly mentioned it, but I figured it's 1990, so we got to talk about it here. And this came out in 90? 1990. March 1990, I believe. I remember, and he's and the, because there's the scene where the dad goes to the, goes, I don't remember drinking this many beers. Well, yep. you probably did it during the game, right? Right. Exactly. The plot involved a boy named Michael. A I'm bo- sorry. No. I'm trying to knock it out. Because so <laughs> this cartoon calculus and it, later. <laughs> and it is terrible, by the way. This cartoon is terrible. I haven't seen it in years. It's bad. I've got a um, when I, is, uh, recorded sorry. copy somewhere. Well, I might have. I got rid of the last. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, when his sister Corey finds her money in her piggy bank missing, um, 
the, her cartoon toys all come to life to find the money and discover the money and drugs in her brother's room. Which, by the way, they all work for Lehman Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, and now they're out of work. <laughs> Alf at 07 yeah, or 08 jumping from the. Sorry. Yeah, it's. You can go uh, with a shotgun that, sound. That's much better. But they all. Willie! Boom! <laughs> Can't take this anymore! <laughs> they Willie! Bam! Mel Mackian brains. <laughs> but they all decide to team up to help Michael change his destructive ways and battle the villain Smoke, an anamorphic cloud of marijuana smoke who is controlling Michael. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I remember it. It was a big deal. It yeah. really was a big deal. Yeah, it was. It was huge. I, I kept the TV guide that had the full uh, two-page ad in it for years. I wish you years. had it right now. I wish I did, too, but I threw it away. Um, so we're going to get into our four, uh, four cartoon waves. Are we ready? Yep. Okay. Episode so the, one. So the first wave, superhero cartoons. Uh, we are currently in the superhero wave in modern movies. Uh, everybody knows this. This has been completely engulfed the world due to, in large part, large spectacles, advance, advancements in CGI, and they actually take the time to write what, a compelling story. And, and what I wanted to say about that is, what's really interesting to me about this is animation foretold the coming of this, because yeah. you could do the superhero stuff like comics did it with animation. You couldn't do it with movies yet. Yeah, at the time. <sighs> not convincing. Not like you can now. No, it's not the same. Right. I refer you to those <laughs> Captain America movies where he has a well, clear they didn't shield. Even, in defense of oh, those movies, they didn't even have a budget for the day. Yeah. Much right. less. It, something pops over there in the corner. I think the guys, ha- the guy that owns dead mothers behind the walls, but everybody gets <laughs> Listen, <creeped> Barbara. <laughs> everybody gets creeped out when I tell that story. It's like, oh, goblins, and they run out the door. If you, if you want your bucket of fish heads come Christmas, you're going to shut up. But bucket yeah. of fish head belongs to Bo Lewis. <laughs> but even before I the- thought he got pork chops. Pork chops. <laughs> Like John McGraw. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. No, no, that's fine. But uh, what um, what some people seem to forget, and because with with animation, you could do anything with superheroes. Oh yeah. But before the '90s, uh, superhero shows consisted of poorly written and even more poorly animated shows, such as Super Friends. Oh man, Super Friends, really? Oh god, it was terrible. I Have you love, watched? No, I love the. I, I, I just I just friends. about once a month watch Solomon Grundy want pants too. <laughs> uh, Super Friends. Speaking of which, you know they also did the Scooby Doo Batman crossover, right. which used the same type of anime. One of my favorite scenes <laughs> in that girl. is Batman is reaching his hands up, and in the particular animation scene, he doesn't have a glove on, and there's a Green Lantern ring. Yeah. And they just animated Batman over a, a stock piece of animation that had to be Green Lantern, and they just went ahead with it. Oh god! <laughs> and use it in Scooby Doo. It's true. Look at what what Scooby Doo meets Batman, the old one. And yeah, but you also what have we had on this. We're, we got we got okay. we got a few minutes. Um, but but uh, we also talk about Spider Man and his amazing friends, and a very terrible version of the Fantastic Four that I believe came out in the seventies. Uh, yeah, with the robot Herbie. Yes. You couldn't have the Human Torch because kids would just set themselves on fire. fire. Because kids were too dumb to realize that that yeah. was fiction, and they and I believe they put Herbie into the continuity era and the com and yes, continuity. They did. Yeah, he's 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 a lab assistant for Reed. But uh, so we're gonna start off with superhero cartoons with probably the most important one, the, Batman the animated series. And whom did I get to meet an interview? I know I'm jealous of that. He's a really nice God. guy. What was uh, his name again? Kevin Conroy. That's who Kevin I said. Uh, so he really was by the who way. Did I mean did Batman's voice? 
several times. Yes, outside he still of does series. Batman. I will voice. say this uh, before uh, one Guys. of the one of the one of the little tit. Oh, I know he, he still, still does, does for does the, the every yeah. now and then for the DC yeah, animated yeah, movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Kevin Conroy was the first to use two different voices to portray Bruce Wayne and Batman. First mm-hmm. time that had ever been he happened. talked about it. And now, now it's common. What you need to do is go to uh, Comic Con's uh, website or wherever and watch the interview where I. Moderate the panel with Mr. Conroy. Thank you for reminding me of his name. Yeah, you're welcome. He was really sweet. But Batman the Animated Series appeared from 1992 to 1995. It was created by Bob Kane, Bill Finger, always Bill Finger. Though he's uncredited. If he's, you watch the credits. Yeah, no, that's... At the, this point, he still would have been Yeah, uncredited. he's uncredited. Nobody knew he existed. Um, Eric Redomowski, Bruce Timms, and Paul Denny. The the latter two, which they, they got <clears throat> to be able to pitch this to Fox... In large part because of their success in another cartoon we'll be talking about later, Tiny Toons. Um, uh, episodes directed by, and by the way, I'm only going to uh, mention a few of the writers and direct creators and, and directors. I recommend going to IMDb and looking up any of these cartoons and actually looking at the long list of people who made the show these shows possible. Because this is when animation, where the writers were just, every episode had tons of writers. They had a writer's room for cartoons, for God's sakes. Um, episodes directed by Kevin Altieri, Boyd Kirkland, Frank Parr, Dan Ribba, Dick Seabast, Bruce Timms, Eric, Rod- yeah. <laughs> Eric Radomowski, and Kent Butterworth. Um, mm. so, I've got nothing but pancakes. So I'm going to name some of the actors. And do you remember when I texted you all? I texted them earlier this week and said I discovered something that I never knew before. Yes. It's about this. Okay. Uh, Kevin Conroy, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. I actually looked how to pronounce that. That's how much I prepare for this. <laughs> Good for you. I think uh, we're supposed to do those yeah, things, no. though. Bob Hastings, Robert uh, Robert Costanzo, Mark Hamill, Richard Mole, Arlene, Arlene Sorkin, John Vernon, Adrian Barbeau, Brock Peters. This is the big one. Paul Williams. Oh, who did Paul Williams play? The Penguin. Little Enos was the Penguin? He was the Penguin. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Blew my mind. The whole th- And he's one of my favorite parts about Batman the Animated Series. Uh, David Warner, Ron Perlman. Who did David Warner play? David Warner played, if I'm not mistaken, he played... Um, oh, David I'm, Warner is one of my favorite characters. Ray Al Ghul. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, Ron Perlman, Roddy McDowell, and John Glover. Oh, Roddy McDowell, one of the other great B movie. He was he was the he was the Mad Hatter, and oh my God, he did such an amazing job as the Mad Hatter. He also did. Would you know they let them go wild on that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They let them make that. They let them make that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kevin Conroy talked about that on the comic book panel. I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, but go ahead, James. Well, also Adam West had a couple appearances. He played the Gray Ghost. The Gray Ghost. Simon Trent. Um, uh, Brock Peters. Yeah, Brock Peters was in it. I mentioned him. Okay, sorry. No, it's okay. Ron Perlman was Clayface. Mm-hmm. So if you, which actually are some of the more, and I think one of the things about Batman, and you may be getting ready to say this, but I think one thing about it was the much like with Batman Returns, they took a page from that, and a lot of the villains had some sympathetic storylines. Yes, they were villains, but I think Clayface had a pretty sympathetic... Clayface, and uh, they also... Uh, Doctor... Doc, not Doc... Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Mr. Freeze, uh, the story that they created for Mr. Freeze is now what everybody uses. Because before that, Mr. Freeze was just a hack character. Just another one of these ice... Related characters that DC has a million of. I didn't know, well, yeah, but it also gave us one of the greatest Har- villains of all time, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I was waiting for you to say. No, it. no, Harley Quinn and because and, people forget that that 
came yeah, from that. That is probably one of their two their two biggest contributions to the actual the continuity of Batman, other than you know Kevin Conroy's contributions, is the fact that Harley Quinn got created and also they changed Doctor uh, Mister Freeze's uh, story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate Mulgrew also did a voice. Oh yeah, she was the Red Claw. Mm-hmm. She yep. was the Captain Red Claw. No, it's just Red Claw. It's, it's actually, Captain Red Claw. It's actually some Captain of, Janeway Red Claw. <laughs> oh my god, that's probably honestly her 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 story arc is probably my least favorite Batman. Do you think there's a Star Trekky person? What do they call them again? Trekkies, Warsers. Did Star you name Warsers? some of the authors? Because one of the, some no, of the, go for it. Some of the uh, one the big name author that worked on this also has a link to. Do you have the poster up? Maybe. Is it a good movie? It's Bubba Hotep. No, Joe R. Lansdale either. wrote for Batman the Animated. Oh, I didn't have oh, that. That's cool. I, I looked at the writers. I didn't see his name come up. Yeah, he's uh, he wrote some of the episodes. I don't know the exact ones he wrote, but he did write for Batman the Animated. We need to get Joe R. Lansdale on both. I would love to. At least we haven't really worked on that either. No, we need to try. That's the reason why I mentioned it out loud. Now somebody can hold her feet to the fire on yeah. it. We've tried so many. Keep going. No, no. One of the things I like to mention is, is the actual the opening. The opening of the show was actually the pilot, the, the pitch to actually get the show made. I didn't know that. Yeah, it actually was the pitch. Um, and also, too, you actually never see the title of the show, ever. It's just automatically called Batman the Animated Series. You never see the title for the show. What? And and people don't... I don't think people realize that the title never shows. I don't think I knew that either, but you know what it is. It's just, it ends with the iconic picture of Batman on the rooftop with the lightning strike, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, I'm going to stop talking about Batman unless you have something other than I'm going to miss some of my personal favorite episodes. Uh, wait, well, for, won four Emmy Awards. and That's it. Because it, it is it really, was, don't you all think that's the gold standard of superhero animated shows? With exception, yeah. You know, I, I, What's better? I go back and forth. I think... You it, would know more than I would. I think but, if you're a diehard fan, I would counterpoint it that it's definitely the best that DC has ever done. Yeah. I think you can counterpoint it if you're a comic fan uh, with, with X-Men. the X-Men and Spider-Man because they followed the comics. Yeah, which I never saw about. Spider-Man, but yeah. I have seen several X-Men. And now Christie's was a huge fan of the cartoon for X-Men. As was I. Um, but some personal favorite episodes that I'd like to mention are Heart of Ice, which was the premiere of the, the doc, of Mr. Freeze. Feet of Clay, which was uh, the introduction of uh, Clayface. Two Faces, uh, in, uh, two-parter. I Am the Knight. I Almost Got Them. I almost got him in the mechanic, and also it's never too late. And I almost got him. Is that the card game where they're that's all the card game? I love talking that about one. That that's, is so good. That's one of my personal favorites, and that's coming from a guy that doesn't know jack shit. And yeah. I knew exactly what you're talking about. It's a good one. And oh, yeah, it is. And it's, it's effective. Yeah, and fun. And um, another. It's a never. It's never too late. Um, I'm gonna mention this, and then we gotta take a break. Um, it's never too late. Is actually pr- uh, one of my personal favorites, it's, and it actually rarely see Batman. It's about a mob boss who is being hunted down by another mob boss and it basically him retros- uh, basically having a a crisis of conscience about his choices that he's made and it all ends on the train tracks with his brother it's a very it's a very heart moving episode i recommend anybody check it out and it batman's barely in it we could do a whole episode on just Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, we could. I mean, I could what talk What you called should do on your new <laughs> podcast about the cartoons. It'll be called Better Bonehead. Joe ain't here. <laughs> I Sign me up. Sign. I'll subscribe on the YouTubes. I ain't editing the son of a bitch. 
Feel free to take over, Mississippi boy. Oh Anytime. God. I really you wish. Uh, well, you need to put in a gag here. This is where Jade's in it, and it just cuts to a blank <laughs> screen going, Is this on? Is this on? <laughs> no, it cuts uh, to Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Nixon was known for his superhero <laughs> antics in the 80s. So I feel like I've been talking a lot, James. I'm going to let you take over. And I see you're going to bring up one of the ones I had. I I, I have to. because You I guys think, are going to do that. Yeah, yeah. I think you share a brain. We, we have to bring up this one because it's two of It's our personal. And a penis. Honestly. Which that, I think is kind of gross. This is probably my personal favorite of the superhero shows. But I understand it. Yeah. For utility reasons. <laughs> Go, James. Anyway, no. Someone's I, head out there just so exploded. One of them uh, that I had to bring up because it is a superhero show, but it also parts of it are really, really funny, um, and it mocks other superheroes, and that's The Tick. Yep. Uh, created by Ben Edlund. Yep. And Ben Edlund, I didn't realize, I knew he worked on a lot of different things, but I didn't know how influential he was. So, a little bit, he created The Tick when he was still in college, mm-hmm. and a little bit of the history of The Tick was. It got its television claim to fame because there was this upstart Ninja Turtle show that was made off of an independent comic. Never right? heard of it. And and they were looking for other independent comics. And this small New England company contacted him and was like, "Hey, we already got this thing. It's got a fan following a little bit. Why don't we see if we make that into it?" They pitched it to Fox because Fox was doing their new Saturday morning lineup, and. Fox, uh, they put together this thing, put a lot of effort into it. Fox turned it down and was like, no, we'll give you five days. Fix it. And we'll give you one more shot. Five days, very little sleep, and they just basically ground out what became the tick that we saw on television. So a little bit from the tick from comics, and I haven't read a lot of them, but the one tick comic I remember reading before the cartoon ever came out was this entire episode, and it may have been the first issue reprint. I know it wasn't the original one, but... He, he is in an asylum, he breaks out, and the entire comic, he ends up stopping crimes, but he's excited because he finds out that his costume or skin or whatever it is has pockets. And he runs around screaming, I have pockets, and he knocks over villains, and he does stuff like that. And that's what the Tick comic was. The cartoon expanded that character yeah. cr- quite a, a bit. Um, ben Edlin, though, I mentioned because he went on to work on these little projects like Firefly, Mm-hmm. With Joss Whedon. Uh, he worked on um, Angel as well. Uh, Venture Brothers. He worked on Supernatural. 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 Gotham. He, he, directed every, he directed our personal favorite Supernatural episodes. The, com- the comedic episodes the of Supernatural. The are directed by Ben Edlin. Yep. Uh, he worked on Gotham. And he also was a writer. He was a staff writer. Um, the thing about the Tick cartoon was it had a weird continu- continuity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of the early episodes, Chairface Chippendale... Voiced by the amazing Tony J. Decides that he will carve his... Tony J? Tony J. I thought it was Tony Ja, but it's Tony J. I don't know who that is. He you uh, would if you know... Yeah, you would. He opted... Okay. His, his villainous plan was so I nobody would ever J. forget him, uh, would mm-hmm. ever forget him, was he would carve his name on the moon. Yes. Tick doesn't stop him in time, so there's a C-H in the start of an A, and it pops up in the future episodes. So that continuity was established there. Um, what I loved about the show was the over-the-top villains that he had to fight. So he's assigned to the city, and the city's name is the city, and the city is where they basically send. Oh yeah, he's a good actor. Every yeah. bad Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. Every bad superhero ever. 
Uh, so some of the other superhero, and a lot of the ones that are on the cartoon were created for the cartoon. There's an over-the-top Batman parody called Deflator Mouse. Yeah, which all uh, he was. Uh, the only thing about him was he had an amazing costume. Usually, if there was trouble, he would run away. Yeah, he was a coward. But he was. If you saw him at the diner, he was always, you know, mopey, and yeah, it was. It was very much commentary on Batman. So you had Deflator Mouse. You had uh, such characters as Sewer Urchin, which was voiced by Jess Harnell, and. Uh, Chase Harnell talked like uh, Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man. Yeah. That was the sewer merchant. Mickey Dolan's, uh, so uh, he had an assistant, or a, a sidekick, Arthur, who was an accountant, mm-hmm. who had a moth suit. Uh, Mickey Dolan's voiced him during the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey Dolan's then left, and Rob Paulson took that over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of the characters that I love, uh, I love Sarcastro. Sarcastro was a villain who was a sarcastic version of Castro. Mm-hmm. He wore the Castro uniform and was just sarcastic. That was his power. Man-eating cow, because yep. once a cow gets the taste of blood, of human blood, it doesn't go back. Um, I need to watch more Tick. Uh, you can borrow it. The uh, I've probably never seen more than an episode. Yeah, I was about to say, I actually have it I have it here. I meant to get it out. But anyway. Um, yeah, show it to all our listeners. Uh, yeah, yeah, let me get that off show. Uh, Jim Cummings. Wave at him again, W. <laughs> Jim Cummings did a lot of the voices for it as well. Oh, there it is. Look. Ah. Um, Jim Cummings. For you people listening, I was was listening to our last episode as I was putting it together, yeah. and Chad going. For you all listening, James is waving at you. Um, <laughs> Mark Hamill did voices for this as well, by the way. Yep. Uh, but uh, Garrett Graham did voices. You know Garrett Graham. Yeah, the actor who was in used uh, cars. Used cars. And uh, uh, he's in Chud too. Bud the Chud. He plays Bud. <laughs> The Chud. <laughs> the Chud, yes. Um, I'm just letting you all know that he but, does that. He's also in probably a little movie most of you haven't seen called Phantom of the Paradise. Yes. Uh, another character that I love, Maurice LaMarche did a lot of voices for this, including Never the, heard of him. the evil Midnight Bomber, What Bombs at midnight? midnight. That's a good title. It, it, that, that was his name, and he would call in and say, I'm the evil Mad Bomber, What Bombs at Midnight. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, he uh, he goes, to, he's, he's he's putting bombs while the tick and another hero who has the tick. This is called, the episode's called The Tick versus The, the tick. tick. And um, it's a the tick in a bar, and all of a sudden this guy shows up dressed in a tick outfit, and he goes by the tick, and he wants to fight tick for the name the tick and meanwhile they're they're having this fight and the mad bomber's going and putting bombs all around it because all the other superheroes are too focused on this fight it's pretty funny yeah i guess you had to be there shut up <laughs> uh, now for you all listening chad just did a some sort of dance demonstration yeah, of how that all i talk worked. with my hands it was it was beautiful but no so the tick was like i'm doing now he's like a bald <laughs> black swan the the Tick was a commentary on superhero cartoons, even when superhero cartoons was getting big, but it was also funny in of its own self, and even had a lot of heart to it. Like, yeah. there was this, his battle cry, he had to pick out a battle cry, and he picked Spoon. Uh, I was much closer to Arthur, because Arthur's battle cry was, Ah, not the face, not the face! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what he tells Dana. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, no, the the tick was, I mean, and it's, they've tried to make it live. They made a Patrick Warburton mm-hmm. version, yeah. uh, which was had big cult following. Amazon's version just got canceled, and Ben Edlin was trying to get it picked up by somebody else. I heard today that so far that hasn't happened. Yeah. But if you watch, all three versions are very different. Mm-hmm. They all have different supporting casts. They all have different, but the commentary that is in there about superheroes, about how they would actually be viewed, about... All these different things doesn't matter the 
iteration that they do. The Tick's a funny character. Yeah. So which one is the which out of the two live action do you prefer? Oh, um, uh, you know I. I've been watching. I tried to watch the the Amazon one. I watched the first episode and I didn't care for it. You know, it took me a while to get into the Amazon one because it takes more time to build. Yeah, and I think it's it it was trying to do something more like an actual arc. Yeah. Than than the Patrick Ward. Yeah, I lost version. me. Yeah. So um, you know, it, it's, Joe, it's a show about subtlety. It it, it, it builds. It builds. I don't need subtlety. <laughs> I need a hammer. He needs he needs Slack Joe McGraw. I need Slack Joe McGraw. But to jump in on a couple of things about the tick, uh, she's gold, kids. We should mention that Townsend Coleman was the voice of the tick. Um, also, Kay Lenz was a voice. A uh, couple of the villains that you didn't mention, El Seed, yeah. which was a mutant sunflower hell bent on destroying mankind. <laughs> I do. I, I forgot El Seed. Uh, the Breadmaster, Pineapple Carbs po- are the enemy. <laughs> he created he created he created bread bombs. <laughs> yes, I um, do as well. The pineapple pokepo, the human. I ton- did that with James's wife. Uh, Joe, the the character that Joe could play, the human ton. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. And dino- all you got, huh? Yeah, all I got. Digging deep, fat Joe. And the most important dinosaur, Neil. Yeah, dinosaur Neil, who had to be stopped by acetylic acid, which I still remember because. What do most people know acetic acid as, Chad? Uh, uh, aspirin. It's aspirin. Yeah. The entire episode, they're like, we've got to find enough acetic acid to stop him. And then finally somebody goes, acetic acid. And it actually, there's actually a point in my time where Arthur, Arthur breaks the fourth wall and, descri- and describes what aspirin is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes yeah. but, um, uh, some of my personal favorite episodes, uh, The Tick versus The Tick, as I previously mentioned. Yes. The Tick versus The Uncommon Cold. Leon- yeah. Leonardo da Vinci and the Fighting Genius Time Commandos. Heroes, which was a cops rip, cops parody, uh, where they fight the deadly bulb, and yeah. that mustache feeling. And on that, you I lost won't make any that joke. Mustache feeling. Oh, I've shaved my face. But anyway, James, would you know any more about the tick? There's hey, less yeah, tickling, me, and um, it's gone, gone. No, no, gone. I, I mean I. If you've never seen The Tick, you really should pick it up. And I think you can get it now for eight, nine bucks. I mean, it's, it's nothing. Is, every, is that the whole um, series right no, there? Uh, no. So that's that's one thing we should mention. You can't get the entire series on DVD. Why? You can get The Ticks versus Season 1 and The Tick versus Season 2. Those are actually not completed series, seri- um, completed versions of the series. Yeah. And they never finished the last. They never actually released the, the last season. The reason why. Um for example, in season two, there is one where the Tick fights a character that is very similar to Galactus, the Marvel mm. villain, and uh, there was some copyright and distribution uh, issues, so that I, never got. And released. there was, a, I mean, there's also some that I think did get released where he fights basically a parody of the Punisher. Yeah, and those made it, but Galactus was very specific. And then there's another one where it's a uh, the Tick versus the Mole Man, where the Mole Man is actually tracking down. The mole man come um, to destroy the uh, the the surface world, uh, and he the mole king falls in love with Sydney Crawford because she has a mole. <laughs> uh, now Sydney Crawford, there's some issues with Sydney Crawford, and that's why that's why season three pretty much got halted. So no, you can't. But season the uh, tick versus season one and tick versus season two, you can still buy. It's worth owning. But there is not. They're not complete. They're not complete. There's episodes missing. There's from episodes those. missing from those, and then we never got season three, sadly. And you can't find copies like the of the Muppet them. Show. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you bring that up some more? 
I'm still got hurt feelings. You mean about that. and you mean Muppet Babies or the Muppet Show? The Which Muppet no? Show. Okay. They never finished Disney, putting out the Muppet well, Show. Well, no, and Disney never, never Disney never releases anything, and that's going to bring us to our third. Hopefully, superhero. Disney Plus eventually, because I actually tagged them today because there's a cartoon I want to see that I'm going to bring up later. But yeah, yeah so, and you can't I, anyway. That's no. a whole other bonehead episode yeah. talking about the shit that never got released. Because you think you have access to everything, and you don't. You don't. No, because Disney, uh, sorry to go off on the tangent, but Disney released the cover art at Disney 23, D23. It's season 4, right? Season we 4, and it was Gonzo, it. and they had it, it was all done, and then they just stopped it. And it, it's not like it was the last season either. There were more seasons of The Muppet Show that right. we never got. So, yeah, so... Fist speak, it, Disney. And so, speaking of Disney, you we're going to... fist it. That too. <laughs> But no, we're so we're Disney. Gonna, I don't know. Whatever gets me Muppets. So is Fist that, it, Roy! By the way, that should be the it's name like, of this no. episode. Fist it, Disney. Fist it, Disney. Whatever gets me Muppets. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Hashtag bless. <laughs> Hold on. You were saying as I'm texting this to myself. Yeah, so uh, Darkwing Duck. When there's trouble, you call DW. Which is also another series that has never been completely uh, which released. Is from who? But it's a character that is returning. Yeah. He's returning. Uh, uh, it is. Cre- it was created by Disney, 1991-1992 uh, is when it aired, and it's actually one of the rarities of it's a Disney cartoon that was not based on an, a previous Disney property. Yeah. With the exception of maybe the Gummy Bears, which came out in '88. You uh, know they're bouncing here and there and everywhere. High adventures. They're beyond, beyond compare. compare. Yeah. Uh, it was created by Tad Stone. By the way, this is something that is very... Uh, I got int- Tad stoned once. But no, this is something that's very interesting about doing <laughs> research. Then I got really stoned. If you go by IMDb, most Disney cartoons don't list the creators. Well, that's because Roy did it. Yeah. It's just... It's bizarre. It, it, Bill Finger got robbed. I don't know why Disney has a hard time giving the creators uh, credit. Nine, uh, about paying, but keep going. All 91 episodes were directed by Tad Stone and Alan Zaslov. Um, voice actors include Jim Cummings, who was the voice of Darkwing Duck, Terrence <coughs> McGovern, Christine Cavanaugh, who you would know from The Simpsons. Also, Dan Castellaneta was the voice of Megavolt, Rob Paulson, and Tino Insana, who I like to mention just because of my favorite villain in the Darkwing universe, Bushroot. Um, the series was essentially about... Stop, a- Joe. Sh- shut it. He was a... Nip it in the bud! Nip it in the bud, Joe! <laughs> Uh, the series Root. was... Stifle! Stifle! <laughs> bush. Root. And I'm not able to say anything Stifle, eat it! Root. Nope. Stifle, eat it. He's an amazing character. Uh, the, and we actually talked about this previously in the Batman episodes because so the Darkwing... So my own bush, bush root. Darkwing Which, Duck is ranked as one of the, having one of the best rogues galleries, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he has... He, the villains he has are his equal or better. Yeah. Um... One thing that Especially made Bush Root. Yeah. <clears throat> um, anyway, this the series was essentially about an accident-prone superhero battling crime with his sidekick and his daughter. Um, as as I mentioned previously, one of the few Disney cartoons that did not involve a pre-existing character. They also cover some pretty deep issues in this cartoon, which is one of the reasons why I like it. Including very special Darkwing. Yeah. Well, they covered adoption, the death of a loved one, and even parenting. Like it was a, a lot of the episodes was the fact that Darkwing, what. 
I got your text message saying fist at Disney. I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> well, I can't make bush root jokes, according to you two. Yeah. But when you get your own Goram podcast. Let's just hope that title doesn't get us sued. Um, It'll get us some really good play. Um, but what are they going to take? The Stephen <laughs> King book collection? As long as they don't cut, touch my heart on Nelson. Be it. He was fired by Disney. You ain't taking him back. But no, they're... No, who me? No him. Oh yeah, you were <laughs> going to go on for hours. But for example, in one of my one of my personal favorite episodes, um, Dead Duck, it was all it's all about. Uh, he doesn't wear a helmet while riding his motorcycle. He crashes. He becomes a ghost. And there's a lot of comedy in it, but it also deals with a lot of heartfelt of Goslin Mallard, who is already adopted, who lost her parents. Gosling Mallard. Yeah. Okay. Just keep going, Bushroot. Well, yeah, and Drake Mallard. That's that's Darkwing Duck's uh, alter ego. Well, spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, so it's there's there, like where she's lost her parents, her grandfather in previous episodes, and now she's lost Darkwing. Pretty pretty heart uh, heart gut wrenching. I feel bad blah, for blah, blah, this blah. Uh, duck. Yeah. But uh, no galoshes, you say. But yeah, but as as we mentioned previously, uh, Darkwing Duck was so memorable not because of just Darkwing, but because of his rogue ga- rogues gallery. Uh, he had villains that rivaled those of Batman and Spider Man. In some cases, they mirrored previous villains, but they were spins on archetypes, were creative and humorous both at yeah. the same time. Villains included Megavolt, Bushroot, the Liquidator, huh. which was a kind of a rip off of um, what was Spider Man villain. Uh, uh, oh. Waterman or Aquaman? No, it's no, Aquaman. You, not Aquaman. Now you've got me. Hydroman. Hydroman. Aquaman talks to him. Is very sexy, according to what I hear on the internet. Now, I'm just saying. Uh, Quackerjack, Steelbeak, and Negaduck. What, uh, what, what was the last one? Negaduck. Oh. It's actually the the uh, alt. It's a it's a negative universe version of Mega of a Darkwing Duck. He goes by Negaduck. Does he have a, a goatee? No. He ha- instead of a purple outfit, he has a yellow outfit. And instead of a purple cape, he has a black cape. With a goatee. No goatee. Ducks can't grow goatees, you silly bastard. Yeah, they could. <laughs> and they love sun chips. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, I know two things. Hedberg. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg. But no, uh, he also Rest had an... Am- piece in Nakatomi. He also had an amazing supporting cast of Launchpad McQuack, uh, Goslin Gizmo... Goslin, his daughter, Gizmo Duck, Stegmut who was a duck-turned-dinosaur, and Morgana Macabra. <laughs> Which, I would love to date someone named that. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Lewis, I'm here for Morgana Macabra. She had a she had a beehive, and she wore a long black dress, kind of like Elvira. Yeah, that's yeah. right up my alley. Also, she was a duck, you perv. <laughs> Did she have a goatee? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what Because sometimes that's all it, it takes to get me going. Uh, some personal favorite episodes of mine were Life, the Negaverse, and Everything. Uh, that's where um, Darkwing that is... That is a play is, on a Douglas Adams book. Well, there's a lot of this. There's yeah. a lot of those in his episodes. Um, uh, Darkwing goes into an alternate universe. Uh, he falls into a cake and actually ends up in Negaduck's universe, where Negaduck is basically Darkwing, but he's destroyed the entire universe. And there's a gut-wrenching scene where he, uh, he, Goslin is still Goslin in this universe, and she doesn't want him to go. She wants him to stay and be her father, and he promises not to leave until he corrects everything. It's really, it's really, really, it's a really good episode. Beauty and the Beat, which was the introduction of Bushroot, Twin Peaks. Killing me with this Bushroot. Dead Duck, and hold on. 
Dry hard. Yep. If you're going to dry, you better dry hard. Dry hard was the was the introduction of the liquidator. All right, James, you got any more superheroes? You know, I was going to talk about... No, nah, go ahead, James. Superhero. Okay, I've got to do this superhero because it was created only for television, and I want to name the voices of the villains. Okay. Ed Asner. Yep. John Ratzenberger. Ooh. Ooh. Jeff Goldblum. Ah. Oh, I know Maurice what you're doing. Maurice Dean Stockwell, Frank Welker, Meg Ryan, Mary Kay Bergman, David Rappaport, Tim Curry, okay. James Coburn, Ed Gilbert, Martin Sheen, Sting, David Warner, and Malcolm McDowell. All did the voice of villains in this show. And I refer to, of course, Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Exactly. That's one of your favorites? No. But it is quintessential '90s hero. That's true. Yeah, I, I could agree. not. We could not end heroes without bringing up Captain Planet because it and is Turner. Very much well known. Very uh, much well known sounds redundant. You're very much stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could have said it's very well known. Uh, but Whoopi or Goldberg, very much known well. Lavar Burton did one of the voices. David Coburn, uh, who also did a voice of James the Coburn. You said um, David Coburn. David Coburn did the voice of Captain America. Sorry, James Coburn did. I thought Sting the did film. the voice of Captain America. No. <laughs> Captain Planet. Oh. <laughs> Captain America reports to him. Anyway. Um, to Sting? Love, yeah. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg the did the voice of Gaia. Do you know who did the voice of Gaia after Whoopi Goldberg left? No. I didn't know Whoopi Goldberg gave up. Season four through six. I didn't know it lasted six seasons either. Was Margot Kidder. Seriously. Replaced... Whoopi Goldberg. When Whoopi Goldberg went, I'm tired of being Mother Earth. Screw the planet. I gotta go do some Star Treks. Um, Margot Kidder. Wow. On. Margot um, Kidder. The, the the episodes about this, it did it. Uh, it did last for six seasons. It was made by DIC, the animation company. That then, would be, and they say it in the in the, the post credits. Dick. <laughs> But enough about Joe. Anyway, every time I hear that, by the way, there really is at, at when you know, know at the end of the show they always say the production companies. There is a little kids and a rainbow sound, and the little kid mm-hmm. goes, "Dick." <laughs> Hanna Barbera took I it over in nineteen ninety three, the last three seasons. But you know, the show also did some other things. When it started, one of the agreements that was made by Ted Turner was that as the show was made, a percentage of all profits off of merchandise, off of commercial ads had to go back into education and reforestation. And yep. that, that funding still exists. They still use it. Yep. Anyway, Captain Planet did do that. Wake as up. Of, <laughs> as Before of you go, go. Uh, that organization is still around. The board's still around. There's two episodes, though, that were very, very important. What were they? Um, one was called Mind Pollution, which was about drugs. drugs. About the drug Bliss. Did you restart about, the counter, by the way? Yes. About yep. bliss as a drug mm. uh, and what that means. The other one, though, was the first cartoon. Uh, Captain Planet and the Planeteers was the first cartoon to take on the AIDS crisis. Did um, it win? Uh, <laughs> it did okay. Is that horrible? The, the, Is that horrible? I don't you know. You laughed. I shouldn't have. Uh, the the entire plot you. to the episode is the villain scum... Uh, convinces a uh, little Nate on the nose there, but which was that was, was that is that uh, Jeff Goldblum's right character? Yes. He was a he was a rat guy. Uh, convinces people that you can spread the disease by casual content, what uh, contact, which a lot of people casual do. content. 
uh, which is what this is. Hey, um, let's talk about Reader's Digest. <laughs> um, and there's a some there's a young man that's infected by HIV, Todd Andrews, voiced by Neil Patrick Harris, who the town all turns on. His mother is voiced by Elizabeth Taylor. Oh wow! So this would have been the Ryan. This had been based by Ryan White. Ryan, Ryan White. White. Yeah. Okay. So this was the first animated. I don't show think though. I've ever actually watched one episode of Catherine Plant. I'm sure I have. Somewhere I, I watched it. Deep yeah. in I my always thought. Brain. I, you know, and, it looks and, and so if you've lame. never, if you've so never lame. seen Captain the Plant, Planet and the Planteers, it was global. Mm-hmm. You had kids from each area. It actually had to deal with the fact that you know communism failed, that the USSR failed because about season three, the one that was from the USSR had to go. Well, actually, here's where I'm from, and it's all divided up now, and all of that. You stuff. don't know how lucky you are. What to be back in the USSR? Oh, damn it! Oh, I failed into that one. Um, but much like it, much like GI Joe, much like everything else, at the end of every episode or somewhere when it. Within each episode, there was a Planeteer Alert clip, which was how you can actually better the world, help the environment, not do drugs, don't walk behind horses, I assume. Something like that. Yeah. If mask taught me anything, Um, you never walk behind a horse. But yes, so there you go. Kick the the shit out of Bebop. (laughs) Kwame? Is that its name? Wait, what is the robot's name? For mask? Oh, yeah. Was it Bebop? Yeah, I think. Kick the shit out of him. (laughs) A horse is like, fuck you, Bebop. <laughs> oh, by the way, that dumbass R two ripoff. As the show went on, that there was an evil Captain Planet, of course, which was formed by. So the good Captain Planet was formed by Earth, Fire, Wind, Water, and the of elements? course Heart. heart. Um, the, they ran the, out of elements. Hold <laughs> on, Heart. Yeah. Did they just start singing? No, basically different kind of hearts. <laughs> it was it was the youngest. It was you know young, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, all Hart did was the, the youngest member. Is of, that one song? Oh Lord, never mind. <laughs> he could he could work with animals, right? He like could he, work with animals. Why are you yeah. doing this? He because could work he with this. animals. He would go hard. Are you inseminating them, James? No, I'm not the one talking about <laughs> punishing by rude or whatever you were talking. Anyway, the evil versions were Stupid bush even sillier because they had a hard time coming up with parallels to that. So Duke Nukem oh. had a super radiation ring. Duke Nukem, like from the video game? That they yeah. actually had to change the spelling of Duke Nukem the video game briefly until they worked out a deal. Uh, Loot and Plunder had the deforestation ring. Hoggish Greedly and Sly Sludge had a small ring, which was the counterpoint part of a wind. Verminous Scum had Toxic's ring. And, of course, Dr. Blight had the hate ring. Yeah. So, did Hart do Barracuda? <laughs> did you did you seriously look up and see what Hart's saying? Is that what you remember. just did? <laughs> That's what you just did. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. My favorite Hart song, I can never remember the name of it. You can't remember Barracuda. Barracuda's not it. Oh. It's the one from, it's the shitty one from 91, which goes along with this episode. Who will you run to? Who will you run to when it all falls down? You're hitting the mic. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, it, <laughs> if you were ever wondering if Captain Good Planet... Um, Do you want me to start Captain Planet has, has reappeared. Now, uh, there was an episode of OK Go, Let's Be Heroes. If you've never seen that, it's a modern cartoon. But Captain Planet appeared in that recently. OK Go, the band? No. OK Go, Let's Be Heroes. It's a show on the TV. What about the band? I don't know if they're heroes or not. Do you not. know OK Go? That's an yeah. actual band. Yeah. Yes. But I they don't okay. sing Who Will You Run To. No. Well, they might do a cover. I don't know. The fact you had to look Google. 
No, does OK Go do heart covers? You're, speaking of cover, you're obviously not here for Undercover Lover, so you must be here, here for, for Undercover, undercover Barracuda. Anyway, so that's going to wrap up our superheroes. I mean, there's tons more. And, yeah, and we're, I'm, gonna, I'm getting ready to list them. So the Spider-Man and X-Men cartoons we're going to talk about a little bit, but the main thing about that... You guys got to talk about those. Is right? that yeah. it, it really did follow the... the Your iPad? No, the cartoon the cartoon followed the comics. Is that a new iPad? Yeah. No, it's not a new iPad. I can't. Does it go along with your iWatch? I don't have you these. You bougie motherfucker! <laughs> hard R episode, I'm gentlemen. Sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry. Nineties cartoons, and we're making this a hard R. Hold not on. hard. Hold There's on. only been two or three. Hold we on. Had the funny complaints. part about it is, it's your mother that gave me all those things for services rendered. Well, you know who's bougier than you? <laughs> <laughs> um. But this, I'll use this. I'll do the Spider-Man cartoon in a little yeah. bit of detail. Season one, literally, you can line them up to comics. They had to change some things, update them for the time. But the first episode, Night of the Lizard, was based on Face to Face with the Lizard, which was the introduction of the Lizard from Amazing Spider-Man number six. And that the, the story arcs they did in that show, the Spider Slayer series, was from Amazing Spider-Man number five, and they kept going back to the source material. Which, by the way is one of the reasons the cartoon was successful because adults would watch it with their kids because they remembered reading the storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that proves is that, hey, DC Comics and Warner Brothers, go back to the source material. For you all listening, this has had a couple of F-words and James keeps watch- looking at you, but you can't see him because you're listening. Well, that was addressed to Warner Brothers. And unless Warner Brothers is listening... Which do you think Warner Brothers me. subscribes on the YouTube? I hope they do. All the um, brothers of Warner. <laughs> uh, but They're no, the ones that quit. You can actually <laughs> go on to the interwebs. Warner Brothers. The interwebs and look up the episodes and see what comics they line up to if you want to go back to the source material. And I don't ex- think I've ever seen one sp- episode of Spider-Man. Oh man, there's had some really great episodes. It had and it had the great. It had a lot of crossovers. X-Men did appear in it. Punisher appeared in it. Daredevil appeared in it. I mean, it really did use. And it, and they also crossed over uh, Iron Man. And Iron Man uh, was actually voiced by Robert Hayes, who was also the voice of the Iron Man in the NR- Iron Man animated show from the '90s, which you know Robert Hayes from Airplane. And, and so you know, I know him from FM, but yeah, here's yeah, an yeah. airplane. Um, and Christopher Daniel Barnes. Two people Barnes, get that joke. <laughs> Christopher Daniel Barnes. Ed Asner, by the way, also did voices for this. He was J. Jonah Jameson. Jameson. And uh, so the other voice that the other voice actor I like to mention, just because he actually um, one of my personal favorite episodes are the episodes with Doc Ock. Uh, Doc Ock was actually voiced by Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., who was the voice of Alfred in Batman the Animated Series. Right. And Mark Hamill played the closest thing Spider-Man has to the Joker. Hobgoblin. Um, so Why haven't they done a Hobgoblin, Spider-Man and Hobgoblin movie? Because it's... it's uh, there's uh, by a, the there's, way, you there's think about you, four different versions. You think Hobgoblin is Spider-Man's closest who's, version? Who's Green the Hobgoblin? Hobgoblin? Who's the Hob... Well, no, because I think Green Goblin is more... Like, Hobgoblin... Is it Norman Leeds? What's the Hobgoblin that got killed? Yes. The guy's throat slit? Hobgoblin was more for chaos. Like, Norman Osborn's Green Goblin is all about, I'm going to advance me. Okay. And, and I think the Hobgoblin was, I'm just going to hurt people and see what happens. Yeah, true. Um, so, but anyway. there's also there's a, still playing in my head. There's also Demo Goblin. He wasn't featured in this show, but mm, go ahead. I um, had an Emo Goblin once. The, uh, uh, 
but it, it used tons of different characters from tons of different Marvel properties. It crossed over. They did a lot of different things. They did a lot of different um, things. You I, did it again. To, You're killing time. You, you know it's what? word vomit. Well, it's better than you talking about punishing your root or whatever. Well, one thing we Go should ahead. keep no, bringing up my root. One thing we should mention about Spider Man. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have that effect on you. One thing we should mention about Spider Man: The Animated Series is how it ended, which was really, really badly. Um, Fox canceled the show. Yeah. Um, Why? Low Numbers, ratings. Low, I'm assuming it was yeah. low ratings. Um, two things that that they did that they ru- ruined. One, the final episode is him flying through the air with Stanley. Talking about, and it's a weird conversation because Stanley, it's actually talking about how he created Spider Man. Very weird. But the other thing that really pissed off a lot of fans of the show is um, earlier in that season, Mary Jane gets thrown into a, a portal by Green Goblin and disappears. And it's an ongoing story arc about where Mary Jane is. And they never resolve it. So, as far as in the Spider Man animated series universe, Mary Jane is just gone. So, a little bit about, and we can kind of see what was going on with the movies coming up and things like that. Um, as far as the ratings go, the ratings actually were pretty strong still. Um, allegedly, it was because Avi Arad mm-hmm. um, got into a disagreement with the head of Fox Animation at the time, Margaret Loesch, and that is what forced the show to be canceled. Oh. They could not come to terms with where Spider-Man should go next. And if you think about the timeline, this would have been the time when a lot of the live action stuff was starting to gear up yeah. those conversations. And Sony was the one that was going to make that. Mm-hmm. And so Avi Arad, I know we talk a lot about, um, oh, who is it now? Who, who's the one? Uh, Kevin Feig. Feig. Yeah. We think about Kevin him, but Avi Arad. Avi Arad did a lot to get Marvel where it is now. Yes, that's true. But he's considered a bastard by a lot of people. I, I will. I, he may Ole be. Ole Sassoon. Uh, he may be, and I won't debate that. But uh, you're both and, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Would it have happened without him? I don't know. Probably. I mean, this was. It happens. Yeah. You know, um, life f- finds f- a way. Finds a way. Uh, he. But so that was that was part of what it was, and if you think about the timeline, they were probably figuring out, okay, Fox has got this animated show. Disney now owns it, obviously, which mm-hmm. all of this got summed up because Disney bought everything. Interestingly enough, Christopher Daniel Barnes did the voice of Peter Parker in Spider Man. Um, you would know him as the son of Starman on the Starman television show, mm-hmm. spun off of John Carpenter. Um, <laughs> I watch it all the time. He is also Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. Uh, that being said, he is still linked to Spider-Man. In the Spider-Man video game universe, he has done both Spider-Man 2099 for uh, Spider-Man Edge of Time, and he has done... um, He was Spider-Man Noir for Spider-Man Shared Dimension, both games. Uh, In Marvel Heroes video games, he has done Superior Spider-Man, which is uh, Dr. Octopus taking the place of Spider-Man, and the symbiote... And in Spider-Man Unlimited, the other animated series that we don't talk about much, um, uh, he was Electro and Vulture. Okay. So he has he has maintained a connection to that. So that legacy still lives on, but I, I have a lot of fond memories of that, including the weird techno song at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah Spider-Man. 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 But um, 
we'll briefly talk about we'll briefly mention x-men because it should be mentioned that is some people's favorite one it of is, their favorite yeah it is and one of the favorites. specifically if you're talking about marvel right that that right some people would consider well, that the gold standard of marvel cartoons? and x-men if you don't know about the x-men cartoon it was i'm more not, familiar with it than a several but it was ones. not the original one no. The original one was done in the late 80s, I believe. It was a pilot that was done, and I own it on VHS. I don't know if it's ever been released on DVD. I've never seen but it. But it was called X-Men, Pride of the X-Men. It had different casts than what we finally saw that made it. Um, Kitty Pride was how we got introduced to the X world of X-Men, and we kind of followed her. So if you, if you just know X-Men from the movies, she was basically the Wolverine that brought us into the world, mm-hmm. that character type. Um, but she gets brought in by... Professor X, and the cast is Nightcrawler, um, Colossus, Wolverine, and Wolverine is Australian for some reason. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> and, oh, uh, it's kind of funny because he would be played by um, an Australian. An Australian. But uh, so it, it was a pilot that didn't get picked up and got reworked over several times. But if you've never seen Pride of the X Men, uh, a lot of the the roots are there, so to speak. Um, so the Pride of the X-Men pilot was originally done in I've covered for uh, 1989, uh, and uh, oh Dazzler and Cyclops were the other two, uh, and it was about Magneto and the League of Evil Mutants and all of that stuff coming. Um, the pilot actually came, Joe. You might find this interesting by them taking money out of the RoboCop animated series to get this pilot launched. So. I guess the X-Men cartoon owned its origins a little bit. Do you bit have the copy of the RoboCop animated series? No. Mm. But it was also narrated by... It'd be much by, cooler if you did. <laughs> it was narrated by Stan Lee, which was a continuation. He had done narration for Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Obviously, by the time the other X-Men came about, that had died. Uh... But yes, so it, it they aired it in 1989. This is an 89 cartoon. Why aren't you talking about the 90s one? Because this is what got the 90s one made. Um, it, they aired in 89, and they just aired it because they, they never actually picked it up. But they paid for the pilot, so they aired the pilot. Yeah. And they would air it occasionally at 6.30, 7.30 in the morning. And that's actually the first time I saw it. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then it never... And I, I found that they did release an official VHS copy. I bought it. But it eventually led to the one that we're going to talk about now. Go ahead, Chip. No, I mean, I, I don't have a lot to say about the X-Men cartoon other than it really was impactful. St- they told stories that lasted an entire damn season, which was never which was never done before. They did the Dark Phoenix, right? They did the Dark Phoenix, but that was that was uh, way before, um, way later. They they told the Sentinel story from the from the beginning. I mean, the 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 pilot episode, you see a superhero die violently. Yeah, uh, that would be uh, morph, right? morph, which was created for, for the, the show. show. But kind of based on um, who was the X Men character that was a human that was given mutant powers by a serum? Captain America. No, he had the ability to mimic. <laughs> mimic. It was mimic. 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 And so mimic was a character that they could have used, but for some reason they decided to create morph. morph. And morph has since made his way into the the comics. A regular continuity. Yeah. Um. But the the the, the two things that really bugged me about um, the X Men animated series was my two favorite characters, Colossus and Nightcrawler, were rarely featured. They were just guest spots in, in like a handful of episodes. Um, but no, I mean, it was... The X-Men episode, the X-Men cartoon was pretty revolutionary for the time because no cartoon had ever been on 
that told a story other than other than Japanese animation. Mm-hmm. Japanese animation was the only people doing that at the time. They were telling animation. They they told a story from season from episode one and then uh, ended at the end of the season, and then they pick up a new story arc the next season. So, I mean, and and, and tying this back, the way this ended up getting made was Margaret Loesch, who we just mentioned for Spider-Man, yeah. she became head of animation for Fox, Fox Children's Network in 1991. She was the one that championed them to take some of the money from RoboCop to put it into X-Men because she thought it would be a good cartoon. So when she became in control, she went back and pulled out what they did in 89 mm-hmm. and said, this, we need to do this. Um, so we're going to... I, let's uh, let's briefly talk about some other uh, superhero cartoons because actually um, the truth is I found 32 superhero cartoons from the 90s. Give me some of the obscure ones. Okay. Well, let me. Okay. There's go go go. There's Get Iron Man, Fantastic Four, Wildcats, The Silver Surfer, Superman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, which actually premiered in 1999. The Avengers actually had a superhero cartoon briefly where in neither Captain America, Iron Man, or Thor, or the Hulk were featured. The leader was Vision, and all the characters had gigantic robot suits, so it featured Hawkeye in a robot suit, Ant-Man and the Wasp in a robot suit. Very weird. The Powerpuff Girls, Samurai Jack, The Max, Mummies Alive, which was one of my personal favorites, Mighty Max, another one of my personal favorites that you cannot get on DVD. Somebody please get that on DVD. Toxic Crusaders, Street Sharks, Biker Mice from Mars, Big Guy and Rusty the Boy Robot. The Mask, based on the Jim Carrey cartoon. King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Hammer Man. Do you want to guess what Hammer Man was? He was a screwdriver. Nope. This was the MC Hammer animated show where he had magic shoes. I was going to say, I I thought about that one. Yeah. um, I didn't bring it up because I have taste, but whatever. Wild West (laughs) Cowboys of Moo Mesa. I do remember that because there's one where the villain dresses up as a school marm. Yep. And the big tough guy guy wants to protect her, but it turns out it's a villain in disguise. <laughs> Extreme Dinosaurs, Road ro- Road Rovers, SWAT Cats, The Mighty Ducks. And um, I'm the, I saved this one for last because it is a personal favorite of mine that you cannot find anywhere. Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. <laughs> Not to be confused with Space Monkeys who have a song or that is a song on the Fight Club soundtrack. Look it up. James, Bye do you know anything about Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys? Chad, I can honestly say no. <laughs> don't Listen, that don't one. look at me. Listen to the cast. Jerry Doyle. Maurice LaMarche. Dom Herrera. James Avery. Michael Dorn. The comedian Dom Herrera? Dom Herrera. Michael Dorn. Malcolm McDowell. Renee Orbejoinis, David Warner again, and like, Maurice Lamarche has came up in almost everything we've talked. And about. he will, he will continue to be Never brought stopped. up. Frank Welker and Maurice Lamarche and, are just everywhere. And he Rob Never Paulson, yeah, Rob um, and finally Andrea Thompson. So pretty much all the cast from '90s uh, sci-fi, uh, Deep Space Nine, Babylon Five, are all featured in this cartoon. Yeah, it was basically about a, uh, it was about a group of monkeys who were sent into space who developed sentence from being in space and they were they flew around uh, and on numerous space adventures they had a they had an orangutan who had uh, orangutan who had split personality disorder they had a, a gorilla who had um who was kind of like their hulk he would rage out um and it was just a really great episode that didn't last very long um but it was a personal favorite of mine as long along with mighty max and mummies alive which we could talk about in depth but we're going to go switch on to a new Hold on one second. Well, I'm going to call an audible and say we've been going over an hour with this one. Yes. How long? 
Uh, we've been over an hour at this point. Well over an hour. So we're going to do part we two. We probably should do part two and see where that goes, and then we'll call this part one. And that's probably not a bad thing, because superhero cartoons were huge. In the 90s. In the 90s. So, yeah. Hold on, one quick. You so brought up you Space Simian. I can't believe I forgot that one. Uh, you brought up Space Simian. It made me think about one of mine. I had the video game for this. Captain Bucky O'Hare. He goes where no ordinary rabbit would dare. Captain. So this was actually a internationally produced. United States and France worked together on this. It was a Marvel production. Um, it was based on the cult comic Bucky O'Hare. Premiered originally in the UK and then eventually aired in the US as well. But it takes a place in a parallel universe called the Aniverse, where animals develop instead of humans. Mm-hmm. And Bucky O'Hare is a green hare, a green rabbit, who captains a space frigate named, and I love the name of this ship, the Righteous Indignation. <laughs> I've used that actually out loud several times. That's what you call the Kia. And nobody, <laughs> well, what I love about it is I remember this fondly because I had the video game, and the video game was a lot of fun. But Nobody remembers the Righteous Indignation, so I'll throw it out to people. I'm like, well, we got to go to the Righteous Indignation, and they're thinking, he's passionate about a cause. Nope, (laughs) I'm making an allusion to a cartoon nobody remembers. Um, Jenny was first mate and pilot, who was a cat. Uh, Bruce was not from the block. (laughs) Bruce was a Beetlejuice and Berserker baboon, Uh, so he was a strong man. Dead-Eye Duck was from this as well. And they had to go around basically doing adventures. It basically they was... They were beyond compare? Um, yes, that's what it was. It was Captain Bucky O'Hare. He goes nowhere ordinary rabbit would dare. Villains include Al Negator, who was an <laughs> alligator. Evolved. Huh. Um, but yes. This so gets better every we, second, James. I, hey, if he got up. Captain Simeon... Captain Bucky O'Hare. It was a cult comic, though, and it, it had a, a following, and I remember the cartoon came out. I remember I liked the comic, but I don't remember the com- the cartoon. I don't remember the cartoon half as well as I do the video game because it was a shooter, uh, a side-scrolling shooter, and you got to pick different characters to play. So uh, if you've never seen it, though, check out... the At least check out the intro to Captain Bucky O'Hare. Is there any shitty superhero cartoon that you have left off your list? That I'm sure. I'm to- sure there is. Before we end, there is two that I didn't put on my I list. I knew it. There are two that I didn't put on my list that I actually thought of when we sit down for the count. There is a Sherlock Holmes in the 21st century. Where was that 90s? That was 90s where Sherlock know. Holmes uh, teamed up with a disembodied head of, of Watson who was in a robot to solve crimes this in the future. sounds like an episode of Futurama. Yeah, and then also uh, the Phantom... Had, had a futuristic episode as well. I was going to say, well, there was Phantom, and then what was the one where they were all together? Was that 2000s? Uh, no. Champions of the Universe? Champions of the Universe. I'm pretty sure that might have been the 90s. Because that was fan, the Phantom. The Phantom. It basically was everybody that was owned by this one company. They were like, screw it. We're going to put it in. Mandrake, the man, the Mandrake, the yep. Magician, the Phantom, yeah, um, Flash Gordon. And ah! they were all in one. Ah. So, yeah, they Flash. all... Ah! So oh, I had to add to that. So on that note, I guess we're going to wrap up. On and that then, note, so and then tune in next week for uh, the, 90s, cart- 90s cartoons. Keep on calling with Kenny uh, with 90s cartoons. Uh, I that won't a, be superior related. I did make a joke at the first of this, but I'm completely serious. We did lose a couple of YouTube subscribers, and that probably means nothing because it fluctuates. However, James is right. We need to get some subscribe. You guys are all really doing well on SoundCloud and YouTube, but we need you to subscribe. Subscribe, 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 and don't just do it on YouTube. Do it on SoundCloud, and please rate us 
Uh, that especially is important on iTunes and Spotify if you listen on there. I know we've got some people who are using Spotify, not a ton of you. That's okay. Like I said, we're going to eventually add all the episodes will be on Google Play. I don't know when that's going to happen, but give me time and I'll make it happen. But it is one of the things, and we say it jokingly a lot of times. But all this stuff has been we're we're we yeah. I mean we we it's a it's a we enjoy providing it for you. It's it's probably one of our our highlights. We keep on doing it no matter whether you want it or not. <laughs> oh, it's whether getting a little creepy it, now. Whether you but watch it or don't, subscribe yes. if you're listening and share it with. We it will, on your we will yell media. out into the void of space. And one last thing, that I did. There isn't a let's <laughs> totally swell. One last thing, we will be one of us. I'm trying to get the other two. We'll see what's going on. Are going to be at Frankfurt Con. We just worked it out the last 24 hours. So if you're going to be at Frankfurt Con in July, please stop by. Bonehead will be there. I will be uh, emceeing the uh, cosplay contest one more time, which actually was my favorite part of that. Mm-hmm. That and getting smacked by who's the wrestler? Greg the Hammer Valentine. Greg the Hammer did the hammer on me in the middle of I know, and I'm so mad. I wanted to go. I wish I'd have been there. It hurt. I wish- he thought it was funny. It hurt. I wish I could say that. Can I? Was- can yes. I- can I do it to you now no. just to give the people? Come on. These people want to see. Okay. If 15 again, people subscribe. <laughs> w over there is waving at Stevie Wonder, which technically never happened, but it's still a good story. <laughs> okay. On that note, we'll see. And by the way, the, for those people on Facebook, please tune in next week. I'm sure you'll be pleased. Yes. Uh, and, and just real quick, if anybody that watched this for the first time for my class is still around, I'm surprised. Yeah, I thought your class would give us more views. I didn't post it till this week. I had to post it. it has, yeah, I, 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 I thought your class would give... I'm not... I'm sticking with I thought your class would it, give us more I views. I literally sent them the Is link. Is anybody taking your class? I sent them the link at 5 o'clock today, Joe. All right. All right. Well, thank you all so much, and, and we will week. see you next week.